0: You're in the right place for stories of self-discovery, gratitude, and connection. And to help you strengthen that connection to your own inner guidance, you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. It's my honor to chat with Jen Wallace today about the ups and downs of running your own business without any real business experience and what it means to have great confidence and faith in what God, the universe, or spirit has called you to do. Jen sharing the tools that worked for her as she managed through an unexpected end of a big dream. And she may have dropped a hint about what's coming next. Jen Wallace has always felt her calling is to help people, and she loves doing that through massage therapy. As a licensed massage therapist with more than 16 years' experience, she owned and operated a day spa in Westford, Massachusetts before the pandemic. Jen is currently a stay-at-home mom to her three amazing children and very happily married to her husband, Steve. Side note, Steve is actually the one who introduced me to Jen and recommended her for the show. She loves vacationing with her family and serving as a worship leader at her church. By now, you may have heard about the amazing eight-week Fuck Being Fine program. Maybe you've been feeling like life is a bit out of control for a while now, and you've been wishing for it to change. You're ready to trade in chaos for more peace of mind. You can take all the spa days you want, but I'm guessing you're finding them only a temporary fix. The stress continues as soon as you get back in your car. Newsflash! Life is not going to change unless you take the steps to change it. You're old enough to realize the phrase life is short is more than an overused cliche. If you're going to have the life you desire, it's time to do the work now. This opportunity is presenting itself for a reason. The next small group eight week fuck being fine program starts in just a few weeks. Get in and radically increase your focus, energy, and happiness while learning to stay calm and grounded no matter what. As Brian in Boston told me, I was a miserable human. Ever since he implemented this one thing I teach in these sessions, his life has transformed. Now he knows how to reset his mind and his energy is off the charts. If this opportunity speaks to your heart, join me for the next cohort. Find out more at zenrabbit.com or text me at 571-317-1463. I so admire Jen's deep faith. In my experience, that kind of trust always leads you to exactly where you're meant to be. Here are the key takeaways. Number one, when you're working with or for other people, Pay attention to what they're doing that you like and don't like so you can incorporate those changes in when it's your turn to make the rules. Number two, figuring out your next step is often a combination of asking God, universe, spirit, what to do, filling journals with his responses, and Googling to learn how to open an LLC, for example. Understand that this insight won't always make sense, which is why it's important to journal about it. Number three, eat the elephant one bite at a time. When you're not sure what to do next or you're feeling overwhelmed, focus on just the one next step. Number four, you've heard this before a million times, but when you really dig in and live in faith the way Jen does, your understanding of the phrase, everything happens for a reason, takes on a different dimension. You'll find that even in the disappointing moments, you can trust there is a reason for the pause or the delay. And number five, when a business idea or a job or anything else for that matter doesn't work out, it doesn't mean you are a failure. You are not what you do. You are still a loving, helpful person. Who you are at your core and your worth as a human doesn't change. Own that. Don't dwell on the past and do what you can to become better moving forward. That said, also allow yourself time to grieve that loss. Go through the process because it was an important part of your life. Recognize and honor the feelings and experience. Hello and welcome to Fine is a four letter word. My guest today is Jen Wallace. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thank
1: you so much for having me. Hello everyone.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to jump right into it okay. and start with the first question. So, sure. Jen, what were the the values and beliefs that you were raised with that contributed to you becoming who you became as a young adult?
1: That's a good question. So, I will start with my father he um was a little bit more on the strict side. And as, as far as like parenting goes compared to my mom, and he was very traditional. So we weren't allowed to say things like liar, we had to say you're a fibber. And, you know, he told us we weren't allowed to wear makeup until we're 30. And, you know, kind of joking around. But, you know, I think that, you know, just having his kind of strict side and my mom's relaxed side just kind of helped me to be a little bit like kind of go with the flow but still you know pay attention to details you know the important things are important but try not to stress about everything and they divorced when I was really young and so I just remember going to his house every other weekend um you know spending time with him and and their you know dynamics as far as like how they run the home were a little bit different but I feel like it it made me more of a A well-rounded person, I guess
0: I could say, or at least I hope. It sounds like they had had kind of a balanced, like it balanced you out that they were so different from each other.
1: Yeah, that's what I like to hope. And that's what I hope to instill in my children. Um, And I'll let you know when they're a little more grown up how I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. No one knows until there's, you know, no turning back. (laughs) It's just a big surprise party.
1: Yep. Yep. You just keep going, pushing forward.
0: Yeah. And so as you grew up, as you became a young adult, got started in your career, how did those beliefs and values influence you?
1: My father has always been a hard worker. And so that's something that we always saw, you know, from him. And my mom, too, you know, she was always a hard worker. And she was always kind of, now that I think back, like the hustler, you know, she just made it happen. You know, she was a stay at home mom with three kids you know, I was 82. My sister was 83. My brother was 86. So we were like, boom, 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 three car seats in the back of the car. So she just made it happen. She opened up a daycare. Um, so I've always seen, you know, from them how important it is to work hard and, you know, to enjoy what you do. My father was, before he passed away, was at Verizon, which was 9X and, you know, back and back and back. And I think like, oh gosh, I can't remember what the original name was, you know, for the phone company, but you know, he had been there for like almost 30 plus years. And so just seeing them work hard and and loving what they do just gave me the confidence to, you know, think like, what do I want to do? And I know I want to love it. So let me try and figure that out because you know, that saying when you love what you do, it's not really work or, or something, you know, to that effect. And so I think they instilled hard work, you know, ethic in ethics in me and um, just to try and enjoy life, you know, no matter what you're doing. So,
0: yeah. Is that how you came to do what you started doing? I mean, I, I know. So tell us how you arrived at your career so
1: it's kind of funny I even as a young girl my family would be like oh Jen can you massage my shoulders can you massage my back and I just kind of always had a knack for it never thought about going to school for massage and I actually applied to a a dental assistant program and I was going to go through with that and a friend reached out and was like listen you know massage therapy is a thing like you can go to school for it why don't you you know give it a try and it was just it just clicked everything just lined up it started falling into place and I went to school and I perfected my skills and I just loved it I loved helping people through massage you know I I really enjoy it like it's a trust thing you know someone getting on a table half naked they have to trust you, you know? And so, yeah. And so that feels really good, you know, to, to be able to, you know, have that kind of communication with a person, be able to help them physically. And it also, you know, helps them mentally too, emotionally, like it's massage isn't just about the physical. So yeah, it's, it's my life. I
0: love it. Did you you didn't start out with your own practice right away?
1: I didn't. I graduated from school and actually right around the time that I graduated, it was a few weeks before, maybe maybe a month or two before, my father was dying of cancer. And so mm. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stop school. I'm gonna spend all my time with him and just, you know, get that time that we won't get back. And he told me no. He's like, You're going to finish school. Like, don't, don't stop now. You're so close. And so I did, I finished school. I graduated in 2006 and I started working right away for, um, a place. I don't know if I can say the name or not, but, um, um, a place in, yeah, a place in Tewksbury. And I was there full time. The only day I didn't work was Sunday and I was seeing like six, seven clients a day and it was just go, go, go.
0: that's a lot, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. It is a lot because, you know, we only had five minutes in between each client to like get them off the table, change over the sheets, get the new client on the table, you know, so it was a little crazy, but I was young and, and motivated and, you know, ready to make money. And so, you know, you do what you got to do. And so, yeah, I was in massage for, oh gosh, close to 10 years, a little more than that before I even thought about opening up my own business.
0: While you were working for other people, were you, I imagine, cause this is how I was when I was working. And then when I went out on my own, I was paying attention to like, oh, I would do things this way or I would not do that. I would do that differently and picking up all that knowledge. I think it's so important for people who start their own business to, I get the idea that some people can just like come straight out of mm-hmm. school and start their own thing. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I also think there's value in working for other people first to get a handle on what you like the what you like and what you don't like.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I I remember thinking the same exact thing. Like, "Oh, I love this. They put fruit in their water or I would have more time in between my clients. Five minutes is not enough time, you know, physically for me. And, you know, to try and get someone out, get someone in, you know. Right. Uh, Hurry up. Get out. There are a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. I I hope you enjoyed it. Bye. My my dad's coming home. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Really. It's, it's, you know, it just seems so rushed. And it's like the point of massage is to come and relax. Like you don't want to rush out, you know. And some people are coming out of that room what we call massage drunk. You know, you're stumbling out. You can't see. The bright lights are in your face. You know, you need a minute to get yourself together. Um, so, yeah, I definitely paid attention to all of those details. You know, I had always felt like there was, there was just something more that I should be doing. Like, I always feel like there's something more that I should be doing. And so I guess I kind of always knew that I would have my own practice. Maybe I just didn't know when or, or how it would work out. And, um, so yeah, I think that that has always, that passion has always been inside me to just help people through massage and to one day start my own business.
0: So, yeah. And tell, tell us how then you did start your own business and yeah, it didn't go exactly how you were expecting it.
1: Yeah, no. So it started off with a lot of prayer. Like I just, I didn't know anything about business. You know, we take a business course in massage school, but that's about it. That happens a lot in a
0: lot of, of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of, um, industries. industries, Yeah. Career paths. Mm -hmm. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday about her daughter wants to, is going door to door selling something for her cheerleading squad to support cheerleading and she has her doing this so that chocolate send her my way. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what it was. I'll have to find out, but she's, she's having her do it and go door to door so that she can learn sales. And she can learn how to manage rejection. Yeah. And even though the child wow. is 12 and she said she wants to become a lawyer, so she's not necessarily going to need those skills. And I said, well, you're going to need those skills regardless because lawyers that can't develop their own business are not going to be in business for very long. So, you know, learning that's another example of just, it's a, it's a, a profession where they don't necessarily teach you how to run the business side of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we took a class and, you know, you had to write out a business plan, but in real life, it looks much different. And so I kind of, I put a lot of prayer into it. And then I just started Googling, like, how do you open a massage business, you know, and just started following these steps. And I knew that I was good at massage. I like, I know that's my calling. I knew that was my strong point owning a business, not so much, but I was like, I'll learn. And I did even, even, you know, up until the last day, I was still learning, you know, before I ended up closing my business, which is not the goal, but you know, sometimes we can't see what's best for us while it's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, um, yeah, I googled and I just kept taking the next right step. I just, you know, kept saying God, what's the next right step, and proceeded that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, you mentioned that you were relying on God to tell you the next right step. How were you? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what is what is your your practice of tapping into that mm-hmm. that voice? Yeah.
1: So that is a lot of. To be honest with you, it's a lot of it's a lot of sleepless nights anyways. You know, opening a business is stressful. And I just found myself up, you know, two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, just praying and writing in my prayer journal. And I probably have two or three full prayer journals, just about my business, because I was just writing it all down. Like I knew this is what I wanted, but I wanted it to align with God's will. And I said, if this is meant to be, I know you're going to make a way because I don't know how. And it was a lot of journaling, a lot of prayer and, um, just a lot of hard work. Like, you know, I feel like God expects us to do what we can do and then leave the rest to him. And so that's what I did. I did what I could do. I Googled, I planned, I, you know, took all the right steps, Opened an LLC. I did all these things. And then I just said, all right, this is all I can do. Now it's in your hands. And so, yeah, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of journaling, um, and just trying to be mindful of, you know, that feeling that you get, is this right for me? You know, is, is this the right move or are you feeling anxiety? You know, maybe take a step back. Um it was a lot of that, a lot of sleepless nights.
0: <laughs> and tapping into, like you said, that intuition really is is whatever, you know, whatever however you want to call it. A lot of people will call it intuition and following the the nudges that that you feel taking, you know, an, uh, another way of describing it is that inspired action.
1: Mm, yeah, I like that, inspired action. Yeah it's taking yeah taking action on what you feel is right or or what you feel is that next step. Yeah,
0: we talk a lot of times on the on the show a lot of my guests about you know the how is not necessarily our domain. We are we are to focus on what is the ultimate thing and then to pay attention to those inspired taking those inspired actions, paying attention to what that just the one next right step as you said.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. That has saved me from so many things. What is just the next step? You know, because sometimes it can be so overwhelming just thinking about all of the things that you have to do. And um, you know, my husband Steve, he always says to me, How do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. Not that I want to eat an elephant, but it's so true. Just do that one thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, they t- yeah. do. I hear they taste
0: like chicken. No, I don't know. <laughs> Oh no. I have no. I have not heard that. I I haven't either. I'm just making it up. Like everything they're like frog legs. They taste like chicken. chicken. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, so so your business when you finally got it up and running was it was right before COVID hit, right? Or it was so during
1: Yeah. So it it was actually so we opened November of 2018. Okay. So we had a little bit of time before COVID and, um, you know, we did an open house and, you know, just trying to get people in. Cause we had such a big space and, and I'm a dreamer. Like I'm a, I'm a big dreamer. So I'm like, okay, we have this space. It's over 1800 square feet. We have three treatment rooms. We have a room that's tiled out. That could be a sauna or a locker room. And then we had this huge space in the back um, for yoga or spa parties. So my mind is going like, okay, we're going to get in here. We're going to do massage. I'm going to hire employees. It's going to go like this and this and this, and it doesn't go like this and this and this, you know, there's challenges along the way. And, um, you know, and so it was just me, the The majority of the time it was just me there in this 1800 square foot, you know, just kind of going around the rooms and massaging someone in this one and this one and that, you know, um, Not what I had planned. The, the good uh, thing
0: is you didn't have to kick them out in five minutes. They could stay
1: in their room, yeah, exactly. and relax. Yes, a lot of them. Yes, a lot of my clients would actually say, like, "Hey, can I just can I rent nap time here? And can you like come wake me up in thirty minutes? You know?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, "Sure, I don't have to rent it. Just stay, take a nap, relax." Yeah, that that was nice. Yeah, um, yeah, and then you know, as things progressed, you know the overhead was super high. Like I didn't even realize, you know, like high overhead that maybe you shouldn't have that, or, you know, maybe look elsewhere, you know, it was a lot of things I did learn my lesson the hard way. Um, but you know, now if I ever wanted to kind of open my own business, I, I kind of know, you know, the ins and outs a little bit better than I did before. And I probably would seek more help. You know, it was like, no, this is mine. I'm doing it myself. I can do this. And I was there, you know, painting and cleaning. And, you know, it meant having my boys, you know, there late night till nine thirty, ten o'clock and they had homework and they had school and they were young and, you know, they didn't understand why, you know, we couldn't just go home and relax. Yeah, it was a little, it was much different than I thought it would be.
0: Yeah. And just to um, just to clarify, because you just mentioned having your boys and you mentioned Steve, who I know as well, um, but Steve wasn't in the picture yet. So I just want for the listeners who are maybe like, well, why didn't she leave the boys at home? This is why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So my husband, we've been married a little over two years. We met through church. And before that, I was a single mom. I had two boys. I was divorced And so it was, you know, a big thing for me, like, oh my goodness, they're going to see me open a business. They're going to see me achieve my dreams and just know that they can do anything that they want to do. And, um, yeah, I, I did to some extent and, you know, even they're sad, like, mom, you know, we miss your business or we miss, you know, being there with you, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a it was a difficult time to say the least. <laughs> because
0: you are a person of such deep faith, and you followed the the intuition, the nudges from God. Do you feel like when it didn't work out that maybe you hadn't listened, like you hadn't heard right, or was there some kind of disappointment yeah. in that, like that guidance? Yeah. No, um, there was no disappointment in the guidance.
1: You know, I just feel like everything happens for a reason. Right around the time when I came back from COVID, because we had been shut down for months and months and months, and now that we're able to kind of, you know, start seeing clients in person again, um, I was pregnant. Steve and I were married, and I was pregnant, and we knew that we we had a baby on the way, which, you know, we're so excited about but it was also the thought of like, what does this mean for my business? And so I just, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And even though I didn't want my business to close down, it was what was best for our family at the time, you know, and I will tell you this, when I left my business, um, you know, my landlord wasn't happy, I had a five-year lease that I was breaking. Um, we were months and months and months behind on rent, you know, because the overhead just became too much. We were behind on our electric. We were behind on our our lights. Like my light, my um, electricity had been shut off a few times, like throughout this time in my business, like we were kind of in dire straits. And I just kept thinking like, no, it's going to be fine. Every, everything's going to work out. Like, I, I just know it's going to work out. Just, it's just going to work out. And, you know, it kept piling up and kept piling it up, piling up. And by the end, I owed the landlord somewhere around like $14,000. Now I'm trying to get out of a lease because I don't have money, but I have to pay this money in order to get out of the lease on top of fix yeah, on top of fixing the HVAC system which I used maybe twice before it ended up smoking and 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 crashing and and um started a small little fire. And so you know, I was responsible for that because that's in my lease. And I didn't know that, you know, about business commercial leases usually include the HVAC in it. So I had 7,500 bucks to replace that. And, um, so it just became very overwhelming. And I think it just got me to a point of like, okay, well, this is not how it's supposed to be. This is not what I had envisioned, but I I need to get out of this. And that's when I started praying again. I mean, I, you know, I have, I always pray. I, I, I have a very, Um, Strong relationship with God. But this is when I came to that moment again, like, Lord, I need you. I really need you. I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how we're going to pay this off. Like, our family can't afford this. And he made a way yet again. He, I actually had some money that was owed to me. And when I tell you, I'm not even lying was in the amount of $14,000. I was able to take that money, pay off my business, and be out by February 28th. And so I just know God has been in it all this time. You know, like even with God, we go through struggles. Like he says, we're going to go through struggles, but I know he was with me the whole time. He brought me in it, through it, and out of it. And I can't say that, yeah, my faith wavered at all because I, I know that was him.
0: I love how the exact amount showed up.
1: Oh, The exact amount. You, you can even ask Steve. Like we were in tears, just blown away. I just happened to like log into my bank account and there was the money. And I just, I burst into tears. I was just like, thank you, Lord. Like, thank you. Like, thank you. Thank you.
0: I, I love hearing stories like that. Yours isn't the only one. And it happens, you know, I hear about it and it's so incredible and awesome and amazing. I want to... Talk for a second about what we talked before in our first conversation about that feeling of grief over the business not working out and having your identity so tied into that. Because as I've talked about too, when I closed the baking company, it was like, I was shutting down who that was my whole identity was tied up in this business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely went through um a grieving process and probably not as quickly as Steve thought I would. Like he was kind of mentally preparing, like, I know, I know something's coming. And I think it was just that whole mentality of like, you have to stay strong and just, you know, when everything's said and done, when it's all buttoned up, everything's moved out, we've done the walkthrough. Then it's okay to really, you know, kind of like just, you know, figure out how you're feeling and, and, you know, grieve the loss of like a baby, like this was my baby, you know, and it, I very much had my identity tied into this because I was like, oh, I'm a single mom. I can do anything because I, you know, I got divorced. I paid off all my debt. I have money in savings. I have all these things, you know, like now I'm going to open a business. I'm going to show my children, you know, what hard work looks like and, you know, living your dream. And so that was me. I was like, oh, I'm a single mom, but I own my own business and I do massage and, you know, I'm living the dream. And, um, you know, to have that, you know, all end it, it was really hard. I cried myself to sleep many, many nights. Um, and I felt like a failure, you know, I felt like a failure to myself, to my children, to my clients, just like, you know, why, Why, why didn't it work out? You know, it's just, you have a lot of those questions that, you know, sometimes aren't answered.
0: Right, right. Even with a strong faith, um, it's still hard to, in, in the reality of it is, yeah, it feels like a failure. And I don't think that people talk about this part enough in closing businesses. Like, oh yeah, it didn't work. Okay. Moving on to the next thing. What's the next thing? But allowing yourself that space just like you would if it was a person.
1: Yeah. You put so much time and energy into this. You know, like I said, I was there, you know, sometimes till eleven, twelve, like, you know, on weekends, like every day I was so invested in just, you know, making it the best place that it could be. And my children were along for that ride. And then just to think about the time that I lost with them, you know. And so it, that, that was really hard. You know, I didn't want them to feel like, oh, well, mom doesn't want to spend time with us. No, I just wanted to show them like, you can do this. You can do anything if you put in hard work and I'm doing this for us. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm doing this for a better us in the future, you know? So it, that, that was definitely hard. And, you know, Steve just kept saying like, Jen, it's not, you're not a failure. You are not your job. You know, you, that's what you do. That's not who you are. You're still a person who loves people. You're still a person who wants to help people. You're still a person who cares. You know, that doesn't change because your business isn't there anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes it's, it's amazing that you have somebody to be there to support you in that way. And at the same time, those words sometimes you hear them but you don't really hear them <laughs> cuz you're still
1: yeah and that's very true it did take me a while to get there you know i appreciate him saying those things but it wasn't until i realized that my my worth and who i am um you know as a as a mom as a wife as you know just a a woman you know I, I put my stock in Jesus. Like I know who I am. I know who he says I am. And I'm just going to own that and, and do what I can do to, you know, be better each day. Um, and try not to dwell on the past. Like I, I think about the experience that I gained from, you know, opening my own business. And I think about all the people that I've met. I really do try to focus on the positive, but I did give myself that time to, to grieve because I needed it. It's
0: important to do that. And then, right. Then to refocus on, okay, what were the lessons? What, what were the good things that came out of that? And then how do I, how do I move forward from here? So what is, what is next for you?
1: Oh, goodness. (laughs) What is next for me? I think that I would in the future like to open my own business again. And I think it doesn't have to be as big as it was, you know, as, as far as like space goes. I can still have a small space and still help people, you know, the way that I, I love to help people. And so I do see that in the future at some point. But for right now, I'm really just enjoying spending time, you know, with my kids, with Steve. He works from home, so we get to see each other all the time, and surprisingly, we're not sick of each other. (laughs) That's (laughs) Um, awesome. And, you know, yeah, we just, you know, plan some vacations and just spend some quality time. Um, Thea, our youngest, she just turned one um, in April, and so, you know, she's walking and talking and... You know, so it's just fun to be here for those things right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you ever considered or would you ever consider, because I'm only putting this out there because it was going through my head as you were talking about your whole experience about putting together a course for other massage therapists to learn how to run a business.
1: Oh my goodness. I had never really considered that. And, um, I don't know, maybe, yeah, why not? Why, you know, why not help others, you know, learn from my mistakes?
0: Yeah. Well, right. Mistakes or
1: experiences, maybe. Or experience. Yes. Not, not to make the same choices. Correct. Yeah. Just learn from my experience and, you know, help them to be the best that they can be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. And just, yeah, (laughs) you
0: know, they learn. And also I was thinking about the book, um, Called the E-Myth. Have you ever read that? There's there's a book called The E-Myth, and it talks about building it's like a, a legendary book that all entrepreneurs read. And it talks about like a lot of people get stuck in that technician role, which is the doing the thing, right? Like being the massage therapist, but not there, there are two other roles, and I haven't read the book in a while, so I'm trying to remember what they are, but but the other parts that are running the yeah, business or all doing the, yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being the, like doing the thing.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to read that because I do want to be more prepared this time, you know, for sure. And, um, I, I always like reading and learning more, you know, about business. I, I, I've always felt like I should be working for myself and I still feel like that. So, you know, someday, but yeah. Uh, I'll bone up on my skills while I wait. Yeah.
0: Right. It sounds like you did impart to your sons those lessons that you were hoping to, that if, you know, the fact that they missed the business and didn't, don't resent that you spent that time in it. Yeah. They, I mean, they
1: were even shedding tears like, mom, I'm so sorry, you know, that you had to close your business. I'm so sorry that you're, you're sad, you know? So I hope that if anything, empathy, you know, for, for others, you know, when they're going through something tough and just trying to be there for them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of going through tough things, what is the song that you listen to when you need an extra boost of energy, need to get hyped up? Okay, What what did you turn to? So
1: this was a tough question
0: because I
1: love music, all kinds of music. And I'm just like, I I'm going to have to send her, like, my whole playlist on Pandora (laughs) because I don't know. But there's a song that um, has been out for a few months now, and it's kind of been like an anthem in our family. Like, we start the day off, you know, listening to our worship music, and this one just, like, kind of, like, pumps us all up. And even the babies, like, you know, it's called Lion, you know, and in the song they say, um, Let the Lion Roar. And, you know, so she's like kind of singing along, saying roar. And so I was like, you know what? This seems like the perfect song for this season of my life right now. So, yeah, um, definitely Lion by Elevation Worship. Such a good song. Cool.
0: I will put a link to that in the show notes. And if someone wants to get in touch with you to continue this conversation, how can they reach you?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, So I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn Um, they can reach me on both of those. Those are probably the two that I use the most, Facebook and LinkedIn. Okay,
0: perfect. I'll put links to those in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for joining me today, Jen, on Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Thank
1: you so much. I appreciate your time.
0: I so admire Jen's deep faith. In my experience, that kind of trust always leads you to exactly where you're meant to be. Here are the key takeaways. Number one, when you're working with or for other people, pay attention to what they're doing that you like and don't like so you can incorporate those changes in when it's your turn to make the rules. Number two, figuring out your next step is often a combination of asking God, universe, spirit what to do, filling journals with his responses, and Googling to learn how to open an LLC, for example. Understand that this insight won't always make sense, which is why it's important to journal about it. Number three, eat the elephant one bite at a time. When you're not sure what to do next or you're feeling overwhelmed, focus on just the one next step. Number four, you've heard this before a million times, but when you really dig in and live in faith the way Jen does, Your understanding of the phrase, everything happens for a reason, takes on a different dimension. You'll find that even in the disappointing moments, you can trust there is a reason for the pause or the delay. And number five, when a business idea or a job or anything else for that matter doesn't work out, it doesn't mean you are a failure. You are not what you do you are still a loving, helpful person. Who you are at your core and your worth as a human doesn't change. Own that. Don't dwell on the past and do what you can to become better moving forward. That said, also allow yourself time to grieve that loss. Go through the process because it was an important part of your life. Recognize and honor the feelings and experience. Thanks for being here and subscribing to Find is a Four-Letter Word. Please share this show with a friend or a colleague. If you're feeling especially generous, leave a review so other people like you can discover the show too. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all the major podcast directories. You can join me on social too. On Instagram, it's zen underscore rabbit. You can find links to the other platforms at zenrabbit.com. Before you go, remember to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for today. Lastly, you can find this week's meditation queued up right after this episode. And if no one's told you this week, I'm proud of you. Take good care.